I'm all right, Al. Yeah, you're uh, you're looking good. Just stop laughing, Al. I can just see it. Like every Monday, it's the worst. It just uh, <laughs> you can see the uh, it's growing out. So it's you not, know uh, it gets worse by the day. I'm going to tell you something that is true. It it endears you to people, and d- just hear me out. So so you're a smart guy. You've been on the radio a long time, well respected in the community. All of those things. This is this shows a, a, just a little humanity. And that's why it's good for you, and that's why people like it. Wow. And you, you, you manned up. You didn't back down on the on the bet. Yeah, well, that's well, bet Welchie now is like at the top of the list of, uh, of things that uh, you know you don't ever do in life. No. And so, um, you know, it's it's funny. My son, uh, my son's like nine, and I think he can bet on everything. Like, oh, and so um, it's like he wants to bet on this or that and stuff. And so, him and I had a, a, a we make a fun wager. Obviously, it's never for money. He's nine. But he now has to wash the dishes for two days. He's uh, he's not happy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good. That's a oh good yeah, no, it's yeah. great. It's yeah. great. So um, uh, he was home, and so when he lost, I just sent a, a note to my wife and just put a gif of a guy washing dishes like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I'm chirping my old son, which is unbelievable. I well, you know, you get there. Believe me, wait till they're teenagers. Oh yeah. Uh, so uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, in Washington, they played well. And they played very well. I feel back for Jackson Lacombe. He had quite the night against McDavid. But the Oilers are playing well, and they're firing on all cylinders. And that Darnell Nurse headman pass might be the best I've ever seen of that type. Yeah, well, uh, Cam Fowler of Dash 5. So yeah. I, uh, Cam Fowler and Lacombe, man, you look at that blue line, and um, you know you got Fowler and Gudis, but after that, it is... No. Uh, it's pretty rough sledding. You know, the Ducks got off to a good start. I didn't think it was sustainable. You know, I didn't think they'd get pounded six in a row like they have been. And, and you know what? Um, like, Stuart Skinner looked shaky in the first five minutes. There's no question about that. But now, the first goal, I don't really give him. The second goal, yeah. it's one where, you know, it's an odd play because you're coming across and now you're kind of caught in the middle, right? Um, but after that, Skinner was fine. And really, if you look at their five wins here in their last eight games... They've allowed seven goals in those games, right? So they've they sh- now obviously there's three other games where they gave up a lot. So they're still they're not where they need to be. But I look at the orders, Al, and it's funny. So I went back through the last and I have an article. It's probably up right now at Orders Nation. Or it's coming in five minutes. That talks about um, the one consistent they've had in each of the last four years. Al is a stretch of fifteen to twenty games where they're awful defensively, mm-hmm. awful, and then. For 40 games or 60 games afterwards, they're quite good. You know, and we saw it last year again. So they're capable of it, Al. Um, eventually, it would be nice if, you know, you're going to have bad games. You'll give up five or six here or there. But you just can't have it extend to a month yeah. long. That, that'll that be like next season maybe for the orders. They avoid a, a month-long defensive lapse. But, yeah. uh, you know, Connor McDavid's back. I don't think there's any question about that. Um was he a little bit banged up coming off of a, returning from his injury? Maybe. But, man, when you consider just go through, roll the tape, once he scored that sharp angle shot one-timer in Florida, yes, everything changed for him. And mm-hmm. it even shows that the greatest player on the planet can maybe grip the stick a little bit tighter, use any analogy you want. Yeah. But confidence plays a factor. You know, he admitted it yesterday that, you know, for the whole team. And... And I know, Al, you love numbers, so here's a fun one for you. So at 20 games in, the orders, obviously, it's not very good. They're 7-12-1. and one. Right. They were 10-10 and 10 last year. Five more points. Five more points. Uh, last year, they averaged um, 3.6 goals against per game. Not, uh, not great. Yeah. This year, it's 3.7. Basically the same. Last year, they averaged three. They scored 66 goals 
in their first 20 games. This year, 66 goals Wow! in their first 20 games. And the difference is McDavid and Drysaddle had 11 more goals between the two of them last year. So the owners actually have the same amount of goals. They have 15 goal scorers this year to 12 last year. More goals. Right? They're, yeah. they're actually, it's spread out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, now McDavid and Drysaddle are coming. You knew, event, like, Drysaddle hit a one-timer again. It's like he remembered how to hit a one-timer. Okay. And I look at the orders. You know, they got Vegas third game in four nights, second of a back-to-back. I would assume they're gonna, there's a little extra fire for the team that, you know, kicked your dream, uh, you know, away from you last year. And then that Winnipeg game will be tough. But then they got a big break. Yep. And they got six games. Like this next segment, this next quarter, if I want to call it that, for Edmonton to get him to the 41 game mark, it's crucial because the Edmonton orders of all the teams in the wild card race, and even Vancouver, everybody else, they play the most. They play 37 games in the final 73 days of the season. Wow. In the second half, essentially, right? From, from uh, they come in February till the end of the year, they play 37. Other teams are playing 31 to 33. Gotcha. So that, that you know how it is. That, like it's, yep. It accumulates over time, that wear and tear. So I think this next quarter here for the orders is massive. And I, I think the good news, like Anaheim's coming down. Um, look at all the teams, Al. Like this might be 2015. Yes. Remember yep. when Winnipeg yep. made uh, Minnesota was the second wildcard team with 87 points. But the ninth place team had 82. Like yep. you could have made the playoffs that year with 83 points. And I know that's the low end. But I look at the orders and a they're the they're the most talented team of the wild card chasers right now. I don't By think there's any margin. debate on that. Yeah. They weren't playing up to their talent, right. but they're the most talented team. Their best players are now back playing. And you know, you had mentioned Nurse. It was interesting how Nugent Hopkins said, "Well, Nurse was the one who called that play. Yeah. Yeah. He came off the faceoff and said, McDavid's winning to me. Nugent, this is where you go.' Yeah. And they don't work perfection. I, but even on his pass to, to to that sprung McDavid, right? That was another great outlet pass. So. You know, Darnell Nurse, Al, you get, I get that Darnell Nurse can be frustrating at times. There's no question. But did you know in the last four years, Al, he has the sixth most even strength goals amongst defensemen. He has the ninth most points. Right? He plays the 11th most minutes. He doesn't get any power play. To, like, Quinn Hughes has 100 more power play points than him, and he's got, I think, uh, nine more even strength right. points. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you something that, that mildly irritates me online. That, that I want to <laughs> mildly that 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 I want to point something out that you said at the end of of the last spring. So people create scenarios and then they 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 double down, triple down as new events occur, and they sort of frame them all as one big issue. Yeah. So there's this sense that the Oilers are fools for everything and they're unable to do things, and this is just like we saw last year and last spring where the goaltending's bad and the defense is bad. You said at the time, and I remember it because it was it had great clarity, the Oilers lost two periods, the second period of Game 5 and the second period of Game 6. If they had won those periods, they'd probably be Stanley Cup winners. That's how close that series was. And I think, Jason, people forget that. They forget how close that series really was. Well, it was in Edmonton, like three goals in two and a half minutes. They self-destructed. Now, yep. would you want Stuart Skinner to make the save on the on the third goal from the point shot? 100%, yep. right? So you, you, your goalie needed to make a key save at times. So that's part of your team, no question. But again, they kind of gifted Vegas that. Like, look at game six, the first shift of the game. 25 seconds in, Matias Ekholm comes down. Matias Ekholm, yep. probably maybe their most reliable defender, his pass right in the slot, boom, Riley won nothing. And you're yep. just like, what? And then Edmonton, to their credit, bounced back. They're, they yep. lead after the first. They dominate the rest of the period. And then in the second, again, 
They had a bad second period. They gave up three goals. And that's the one trend that, you know, I don't know if it's the long change, whatever it is, but that's something as I watch this team evolve and grow, they need to be better in the second periods on the long change against good teams. You know, beating up Anaheim, beating up the Islanders, Seattle teams that don't score. I'm talking the teams that have offense and that's where they're going to have to improve. Like, I still believe Edmonton, I would, in an ideal world, Al, I think they need another right shot defender. Yeah. Would Goodis interest you at all? He would, but not at his cap hit, right? right. So that's right. the problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. There, there, are a few, there are a few out there that, that intrigue me, for sure. Um, you know, Edmonton does need more consistent goaltending, but I say this all the time. Aiden Hill, no one thought Aiden Hill was going to be a 931 Sabres. None of you, no one, I didn't, no, but heck, the Vegas Golden Knights didn't. Otherwise, they wouldn't have started Lauren Brassois <laughs> in the first series. And, like, if Lauren Brassois doesn't get injured, maybe the Orders win that series. Yeah. Hey, you never know because it's not like he was playing lights out and, you know, they were 2-2. They might not have switched their goalie, right? So, yeah. you know, there's lots of, you know, what-if scenarios. But the, the Orders, to me, like their high-end skill, when they decide to commit as a team – to just play in, I don't, they don't have to be the devils of the 90s, Al. Just don't be Santa Claus and gift easy goals. Yep. And, and if once they can eliminate that, 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 I'm not saying ever, but just reduce it to the point where it's not one every game or one every second game. Yeah. Um, I always look for, for wrinkles and tweaks when a new coach comes in. And the, the, the current one I'm looking at, and he mentioned it, Chris Knobloch mentioned it. it. Asked Mark Stewart to do the penalty kill to look after the penalty. Yeah. Penalty kill's been much improved. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Because I asked specifically because they're you know they're eighty nine point seven percent, and I liked. I really like Knobloch so far because he just he answers you honestly. He doesn't give you coach speak, right? He doesn't try to avoid the question, right? Say a lot of words without saying anything. He's like, well, let's be honest, a little bit of luck. Right? Sometimes there's a, a puck. Like, like, look at the James Hamlin goal. Yeah. That's the goal that would have went in against the orders. The last, so the defenseman comes in. He blocks the shot nice, but where does the shot go? Right back to the guy, and then the goal is out of position because, of course, he's playing the initial shot, so that's easy. But the, the penalty kill, um, it was funny how, you know, I always, Knobloch will go out of his way to bring up somebody if you don't even ask, yeah. right? And he talked about, hey, well, it's helped. You know, Yanmar comes in, so it's lessened some of the minutes from your top guys on your on your penalty kill. You're getting more saves, of course, right? Um, now, I did watch last night Anaheim. There was one bad read that they made on the penalty kill, and Anaheim just didn't finish it. I was like, that should have been a goal all day long. Yeah. But uh, they, they, they missed the net. But overall, like... There, I don't. It, I haven't seen like a massive change. I'm just not a big fan, Al. It's a new one in the NHL. It's almost like they do the reverse T, right? They got the two D men down here, and then they have their forwards in a straight yes. line. Yeah. I, I don't really now. Maybe because it's new, but I watch, and you can expose it so easily if you want with a good shot. I think some teams just rely that they're never going to get beat from the dot. But I find that that one, you know, once a team gets you moving, like. Now, Anaheim's penalty kill, obviously, maybe not a great example, but look what McDavid did. They get moving in flow. The ta- the guy in the middle cheats over eight inches because you have the puck there and you have to respect him. Boom, back to dry saddle goal. Like, no. it's almost impossible to stop. But, yeah, their penalty kill is one thing that's improved, as is their goals against. Sure. Right? Their goals yeah. against are better. Well, and Skinner's stopping more pucks, and that helps. But it's the, the, the final question I have you about the orders, and I'm going to ask you a football question, maybe a baseball one if we have time. Um, w- 
are they going to play Pickard soon, or are, do you feel like Campbell might get recalled? Where, where are we with the backup goaltender? Well, I don't think he's going to play this week. Right. I think Skinner's going to play Tuesday, Thursday, because then you're off for five days, yeah, okay. right? And then they, they play every second day afterwards in December. I think they got a back-to-back somewhere around like the 18th, 19th, I think it is. So you, you can get away with it for now, right? So they're in a spot. Um, you know, they played Pickard the one game. You know, it's probably a one out of five. Right. kind of thing right now for him, which isn't ideal for Stuart Skinner because eventually that'll, you know, you don't need Stuart Skinner playing 60 games. No. Right? So they'll have to sort out something. I The Manny legacy thing to me is is rather head-scratching when I hear that it was just a gong show in Columbus as a goalie coach there. So um, so we'll see. You know, if I think it's maybe more mental than anything yeah. else. Right? Yeah. So any little small Well, detail. he's trying to – Campbell's trying to resurrect or, or – save his career, right? Yeah, so you let 100%. him do anything. So you're yeah. going to try anything. Yeah. You know, he's down there for a few days. Um, I, guess, I guess that throws out, Al, you talk about things online. Everybody's like, well, Sylvain Rodrigue is the answer. I'm like, <laughs> well, I guess he isn't, right? Because they brought in uh, – I'm, I'm joking, of course. Yeah. Um, I look at – guys all work together. It's not like Jack Campbell's going to make some massive technical change here. It might be a small little tweak, like a small little subtle tweak on the penalty kill. Yeah. Maybe they'll make some small change there. Maybe it's between his head, but it's a good question. Now, like they, that's the elephant in the room. Like even if Stuart Skinner comes back and plays well, which he's, you know, his numbers now, I think in his last, whatever it is, eight, seven or eight starts, I think his save percentage is up to nine Oh nine or nine ten. Yep. The problem is if you look at those games where they didn't get any goals against, they also didn't give up many shots. True. So your save percentage doesn't really increase a lot because most games out when you have 40 shots, you're probably getting 10 of those that are just save percentage, um, Easy ones, right? They're from the outside. The team's shooting everywhere, right? You get 20 shots to me, it's quality chances. So Skinner's going to take a long time to get his save percentage back. But it is, I felt, I'll give Skinner credit because the first five minutes, Al, he looked like, oh, my he goodness. He did not look good. But then at, once he made that glove save, he's like, all right, I'm in. And then after that, it was kind of, yeah. but he also didn't get a lot of shots either. No, he didn't. Um, switching gears, I love the Eagles-Bills game. I'm worried about the Bills. They're they're a good team, Dude. but they, they might not. No. They might not Look at their playoffs. schedule. Yeah, I know. I right? Know. Like, the, uh, yeah. Ty Remchuk, man. Is for, I know he was at that game in Philly. That was a hell of a game. Oh, it was huh? a great like, game. It was an unbelievable oh. game to watch. And, like, what about that kick from Elliott? Are you I kidding know. me? Like, a 59-yarder, kind of almost like a line drive yep. uh, in, the, in the sleet. I don't even know if I would call that rain at that point. And so, you know, Hurts is – and it's funny – um, like Jalen Hurts, if you look at that game, like, man, Allen did so many things well, but then he's just, he's interception prone. Yes. And he's got to, right? He's like Kevin Glenn. I remember um, Scout telling me on Kevin Glenn, he'll throw three interceptions a game. It's up to you to catch them. Yeah. Right? And right now, that's kind of what Josh <laughs> Allen's doing. Right? Like, he makes a lot of good throws, but then there's three a game that are like, well, I can intercept this, and if we hold on. Uh, final one, Otani rumored to Dodgers raise Jays. Um, but the Jays seem to be in on anything. They never had anything. Like the Jays just like to throw their name in there, Al. Like it's like they're the single person that's like you know they're just swiping right on everybody just to see if they get a bite. (laughs) Right? Like come on. So I don't know. I hear the Jays name out there on on so many big players. Like oh yeah, we're we're in. Right? Like yeah, you talk to their agent. Yeah yeah, we're in. Like I don't know. Like trust me, it would be unbelievable. Like Otani is one of those athletes that you pay to see. And you'd want to see multiple times if you could. Like, it's, that's a great thing about Otani is some pitcher you go out, you get to see him once, right? Maybe you go for a weekend set of three games, you only get to see him once. 
We could see Otani every game. Yes. He might yeah. only pitch once, but he'll be hitting the other three. Now, next year's, you know, he'll be hitting, probably won't be pitching, but it would be, it would be massive for any team to get this guy. I'm just curious, what, what are they going to pay him? Well, the sky's the limit, right? Like, I don't think, I, I think that, that the, the Dodgers can pay whatever is required. Yeah. Yankees. Um, but I mean, you know, Rogers has a pile of money. Oh, they too. got lots of money. Yeah. Right? I'm wondering how long the deal is going to be as well. well it depends on how he wants to, yeah. right? And that would be because um, if he like Otani's not even that old. No, he's not. Right. No. So if you're him, you sign a four year deal. You've got more than much money you'll ever need. No. You're not going to fall off a cliff in four years. No. You just sign again in four years, and you'd probably get the max deal again for probably. four. That's what the NBA best. Yep. Like look at the NBA, the best players in the NBA. And if if how many superstar players have their careers cut short, right? Because people always talk about it. Well, you got to sign long term. It's it's uh, guaranteed money. I'm like, well, we're talking the we're not talking the fringe players, the guys who might get 300 games and then they're out. Yeah, we're talking the best of the best. Yeah, and they control their future when they do sh- to sign short term. Yeah, and and yeah. how many best of the best have we seen in any of the sports? Have career and injuries here recently. Can you can you even think of it? Like maybe there's one. I can't think no, of it, I but I'm I'm really racking my brain when I think of it. Would be a pitcher, elite players. No. Yeah, maybe. A, but now no. with the like Tommy John surgery used to mean you're done. No. Now it's like, well, you have Tommy John surgery, you'll be back. No, no. big. They don't even second guess it. Even the Nationals pitcher ended up winning a World Series before he had to retire. Um, Strasburg. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had a career like seven, eight years, something like that. It wasn't like yeah. it was nothing or anything like that. Um, are, are you still getting people wondering about the Elks? It would seem to be a story, and then it died out a little bit. And I think what I got out of it was this. They're looking for it could be like a different kind of ownership, could be multiple owners, but they're looking, and well, I, I'm not going to say I, I it's... Think it, I think we're going to see a change. In right, like, I think it's fait accompli, right? But here's like, my question, Al, and I've asked a few people, and I've yet to get an answer. So let's say they sell for whatever, pick a number, six mil. Right. Where does the $6 million go? Who gets it? Because well, it's a publicly owned team, yeah, and they don't have any debt. No. So where's the money go? Well, that's a great question. Right, now, I'm trying to find the answer to that. No. Because I've I've had very, well, I think it goes here, goes here. Like, the board members haven't put any money in, so it's not like that the, they got a loan repayment, so they're not getting it. No. Maybe we could put it into like, the LRT. City of Edmonton? I don't know, uh, but it's. I think it's it's a fascinating question on where it goes and, and what do they do with that money. And I think, and I've been, I said this, Al, for, for three years. I thought that the way the Elks were being run the last few years, there there was too many hands in the cookie jar. Too, and I don't care what business you run, when you get too many people with too many different ideals, right. things go sideways. Sure. And and the, when the when the Eskimos were at their best, a pretty boring guy named Norm Kimball ran it, and they had a great scout in the states and a great scout in Canada, yeah. and they had a fantastic head coach in Hugh Campbell. And and it worked like it was three or four guys and they, but they were all football people. Yeah. And, and like yeah. when Hugh Campbell ran it, there wasn't, there was, he didn't list, there was a board. The board had no, they didn't, they didn't try to interject. No. Right. And there, there's been, once you start having too many people trying to get their fingers in the pile, well, we should try this. And Oh, geez, I don't like this per. Oh, I don't like that person. And like, like, look at the hires. Yeah, I know. They've made like and look at how bad of hires they've been that now they're paying out like 
The reason they can't get rid of Chris Jones of doing all three jobs is because they got too much money going elsewhere. They can't, you know, and even a new owner. Now, the fact they're not getting rid of Jones, I think, is new ownership. You're not going to get rid of the coach and GM now. No. Hire a new one, and then the new owner comes in and is like, I don't want this guy. Yeah. So they'll wait, and then it's going to be up to the new owner. But I, it's just a matter of who's it going to be. Yeah. I've been sniffing around. I've, I've, there's a list of names. I've had a few people reach out to me to say, hey, here's somebody you should look at. Here's somebody here. They're... Edmonton has a lot of quiet money, and but a lot of the people who have quiet money, they don't necessarily want to be public, right? Like no. you know, Daryl Cates. There, there's a lot of negatives that can go on by being the the sports owner in a, in a in a rabid sports market like Edmonton, yeah. right? Like you're there are there can be good things though in how you treat it, I mm-hmm. think. And so, has there been some missteps maybe in the how I would say interactions with the community? Yes. I probably would have gone about it different, but I'm also not a billionaire. So what's coming up? On, changes. What's coming up on the show? Well, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the parade route. Uh, Order fans are pretty <laughs> excited. So uh, Connor was uh, driving around uh, trying to plan that out. No, I'm kidding. But uh, obviously, we'll recap the NFL. And I noticed a few trends. First of all, the college bowl games this past weekend, unbelievable. They were like, great. There was a lot of really good sport games to watch. There was. That, Came right down to the wire. We're amazing. Like, you see that Alabama game? Are you kidding me? Washington, Ooh. Washington, Coon Washington State. Washington won as yeah. well. So we'll talk that. And um, another trend I'm noticing now in the NFL that I wonder if we could convince someone in the NHL to do it. I'll tell you what it is. Wow. Nice tease. Thank you, Jason Gregory. He's coming up at 2 o'clock.